G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When God first poured His Holy Spirit out on the believers on that day of Pentecost, it was one spectacular outpouring. Question is, does He still do that? How, how do we know if we're filled with the Spirit? There are so many different views. Question is, what's God's plan? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and thank you so much for joining me as today we take a look at the work of the Holy Spirit in your life from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. Last week and again this week on the program we've been talking about what it means to walk in the Spirit. And yesterday we saw that God gives us practical advice on what His will is sometimes in the most remarkable of ways, like the time they had to pick the 12th apostle after losing Judas Iscariot along the way. So they proposed two, Joseph, called Basabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And so they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. So there it is. They prayed, and then they flipped a coin, as it were, and it's right out there when it comes to the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. And today I'd like to spend some time sharing with you the story of when, just as Jesus promised, the Holy Spirit was first poured out on the believers. Again, can I say, in our experience, especially can I say for those who, like me, have something of a conventional, spiritually narrow Western mindset, this is pretty way out there too. So join me as we have a listen to what God is up to on this day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Arabs, in our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, Look, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. 
No, this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be that God declares that I will pour my spirit out on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below and blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's quite an event, isn't it? I mean, don't know about you, but it's never happened quite that way in my life. Now, I had a few powerful encounters with the Holy Spirit, but nothing ever quite like what happened on that first Pentecost. A powerful sound like a rushing wind, and, and then these flames of fire resting on everyone, and, and all of them, all of them speaking in foreign languages. All the different nationalities that were there could understand the good news of Jesus in their own native tongue. And of course, the first thing, the very first thing that happens when God does something powerful and unusual and surprising like this is that everyone else has to poke fun and to criticise what's going on. <laughs> they must be drunk. Well, sorry, buddy. I know they perhaps look intoxicated, but they're all Galileans speaking in different languages. Being drunk doesn't explain that, does it? So what do we do with this? Well, Peter the Apostle gets up to explain what's going on. He explains to the Jews assembled that, hey, this is exactly what God promises in the Old Testament, that all these powerful things would happen. And in fact, if you were to read on, you'd discover that after he finished speaking, many of those who were there gave their lives to Christ. Many of the very same people who were there only weeks before crying out to Pontius Pilate about Jesus, crucify him. There's a clash here between the conventional, what normally happens in the physical dimension, and the spiritual, the supernatural. And it was a surprise to everyone. If you've been around the church for any length of time, you'll know that there are some who say, okay, what happened there on the day of Pentecost? Well, you know what? It doesn't happen today. It was a one-off for way back then. It was the first time that God poured his spirit out. Fair enough. He did some really powerful things. And there are some others of the so-called charismatic and, and Pentecostal persuasions who claim that God is still doing mighty, powerful things, just like what happened on Pentecost, here and now today. What do you make of it? Well, one of my favourite lectures at Bible College was also the president of the college. He's a Pentecostal scholar with a couple of PhDs to his name. His name Barry Chant. Barry had been around for quite a while, and he said to me once that he'd seen many stupidities committed in the name of the spirit of wisdom and truth, many more than he'd care ever to remember. And yet he was utterly convinced he'd seen with his own eyes the power that's released when the Holy Spirit falls on people. God's word is clear. If we don't have the spirit of Christ in us, then we don't belong to him. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. And yet at the same time, there are plenty of people who have the spirit of Christ, but where the spirit hasn't been unleashed in power into their lives. These apostles, these uneducated bumpkins, most of them, went on to do the most amazing, powerful things for Christ. Even Peter standing up here and preaching so powerfully, the guy was an uneducated fisherman. Why? How could they do this? Because the power of God was unleashed in their lives 
through the Holy Spirit. So powerful was God's presence in them through the Spirit that almost all of them, as far as we know, went on to die for proclaiming the good news of Jesus. Friend, Jesus promised to baptize us in his Spirit. He did, and the wonderful thing is that the baptism, that that drenching, happens in different ways in different people's lives. He knows we're all different, but unless we are drenched in the Spirit, we simply don't have the power of the Spirit of God to do the will of God. We don't have the power to humble ourselves. We don't have the power to deal with the sin in our lives. We don't have the power to be nailed to the cross, as it were, to die to the old self and live a new life under Christ. It's not about how it happens. It's not about when it happens. God is God. God will do what God wants to do. What's important is that it happens. It's absolutely vital. This is the power from on high that Jesus was talking of. And if you and I, if we want to live our lives for Jesus, friend, we simply do not have the power to do that in and of ourselves. We can only have the power to live for Christ and to die for Christ when the Spirit of God is poured out on us and when we are drenched in the Holy Spirit of God. to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.